This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. After weeks of endless campaigning and comparing, the votes have been counted and verified. And we can confirm that here in the constituency of Mansfield, absolutely nothing has changed. Yes, John Dempster is still Mansfield Town Manager and the Stags are still stuck in a rut of poor form. A 3-0 defeat at the hands of Cheltenham, the latest result to digest and mull over as the season of sorrow continues. This week, a Sunday sermon to the training ground has led to an open and honest chat between staff and players. But the big question is, can Dempster deliver on his election promise and get us a win as we head for Crew Alexandra tomorrow? Tonight on the Mansfield Matters podcast, Nathan and I reflect on recent events and hear from inside the dressing room from boss John Dempster. I think anything in the change room needs to be kept in-house. There was a lot of honesty. Some of the senior pros spoke very well. I spoke honestly, as I always do. People are aware that they need to start taking responsibility. There needs to be change. Midfielder Neil Bishop. We've shown glimpses of what we're capable of, but that's all it's been so far. It's been a feeling from top to bottom, and if we don't accept that and look at the reasons why that's happening, we're not going to move forward. It's easy now to point fingers and blame individuals, but that's not going to get us anywhere. Every one of us have got to look at ourselves in the mirror and see what can we do better. And in more positive news, the returning goal scorer, Craig Davis. It's been um, a roller coaster, physically and emotionally. Sometimes people don't realise unless they've been in that situation themselves, you know, they've been out longer than three months. So to think about the, the amount of time that I've actually not played football, I've never not played football for that long. To be out for a year and not being able to do something that I, I want to do, it was a testing time, but I'm coming through the other end, so I'm happy with that. Over 270 minutes of league football has been played without the Stags scoring a goal. Can that dry spell end tomorrow as Mansfield try everything to get back in business? As always, have your say on your team in the comments during the live feed. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast as we head towards Christmas with Mansfield languishing towards the wrong end of the table. Mansfield certainly matters now. It's been a crazy 24 hours in the world in general. But in footballing terms, absolutely nothing has changed. Another week, another game, another disappointment for Mansfield Town. A 3-0 defeat this time uh, at the hands of Cheltenham at home. It's not making for a great season so far. Let's see if we can try and turn it on its head as we enter the festive period of games. It is National Christmas Jumper Day today, uh, which is why Nathan has just got oops, uh, because he... I forgot to tell him that I'm actually wearing a Christmas jumper. I mean, where was the memo in the group chat? Like, 
We should have been like more prepared. I completely forgot. Uh, I'll be honest. This podcast was thrown together at five o'clock after a, a, a pretty long next nap, week. So. I'll do it. Next week. Okay. Uh, next week will be the Christmas episode as well, by the way, exactly. so we'll have something to celebrate. I've just got my Christmas jumper on because it was Christmas jumper day at work and I couldn't be bothered to get changed. Yeah. So there you go. That's why it is. Uh, this is the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Well, because Mansfield Matters. My name's Craig Priest. If you've not joined us before, uh, alongside me is Nathan Edge. No Cam, no Simon, as always. Uh, this week, Simon's busy. Uh probably buying Christmas presents now for the kids oh, two to buy for oh, well. no. nightmare uh, and uh, Cam is DJing apparently works Christmas parties and that sort of thing mm, so that time of year it is that time of the year so you're stuck with me and Nathan I'm afraid uh, but there is still as always a lot to talk about as always we welcome your comments and questions in the live feed drop them in the comments below and as always the views expressed in this broadcast are those of the individuals and not those of their associated organisation that goes you at home as well. Right, so let's get it underway uh, before we start. Do we have to? No, so let's just go. <laughs> thank you, good night, see you next week. Yep, uh, you. That's, that's, that's done. Uh, now, last week we were sat here, last Friday, trying to inject some positivity into the room, trying to say, you know, we, we can, need to turn the, the corner now, make these changes and try and hit the ground running. And for half an hour, we looked all right. Mm. But that's not long enough, is it? No, not when a match is, is 90 minutes plus a few more. <laughs> um, you know, we. It's going to be a difficult game. Uh, you know, I don't think we've got a fantastic record against Cheltenham anyway. Um, I know we beat them last year at home, didn't we? Quite emphatically, actually. Yeah. Um, so we sort of broke that duck a little bit then, but um, it's it was kind of what I expected, unfortunately. And I, I on our prediction game, I put us to draw. 2-2, uh, which was optimism on my end, because <laughs> uh, I've been putting defeats of late, but... Uh, of late? All right, defeats all season. Defeats of late? All right, all season. Um, but no, I'd, it was always going to be a tough game, because... I mean, they're one of them teams that they're, they're, they're up there, and you just you, you think they're going to drop at some point, because you look at their budget, and you look at the sort of their financial situation and the one of them that you'd think will will drop out at some point and I think they probably still will I don't know if they've got enough to go up because to be honest they didn't seem like they were anything special uh, but they still beat us 3-0 three three in our own backyard when they didn't actually have a striker on the pitch which is a little bit worrying from our part yeah it certainly is and again you know John Dempster spoke last week about wanting to play with a fresh impetus and try and go out and control the game and attack the game and for half an hour we did and the crowd got behind us but as soon as that goal went in just after the half hour a tame free header as well it has to be yeah. said it all changed didn't it yeah to be honest the crowd didn't turn as much as I expected them to after the first goal uh, you know it, it, it wasn't it wasn't as toxic as I, as I thought it might be um, it was when that second goal went in and that was it that was game over game done uh, and then obviously the third just Added insult to injury, really. Um, but what was more disheartening, really, is that I just don't. Apart from that thirty minutes that we had, I still didn't fancy us to win the game, and I, I wanted to. I really wanted to hope that we'd sort of turn the corner a little bit, uh, you know, with more attacking side put out uh, and, and go out there with a bit of positivity, and, and we did, but just not for long enough, and we just didn't. I don't know, we just lacked, lacked, I don't know what the right word is, we lacked a bit of, <coughs> I don't think clinicalness is the right word, because we didn't create that many chances, 
Uh, it was just all together, a whole round, round team performance just wasn't good enough. It was very timid, very afraid and mm. sort of, I don't know, when you, when you go in, when you meet a girl, right, and you go around to meet her parents for the first time, you really like this girl, you really want to make a good impression, you sort of act a little cer a certain way, you try and maybe be over polite, over, um, uh, cautious, cautious, <laughs> yeah, and Oh yeah! Oh, that's fantastic, Mr. Jenkins. That's excellent, Mrs. Jenkins. Oh, lovely cup of tea, Mrs. Jenkins, and all, and all that. And you don't become you. You don't relax. And well, I don't think we relaxed enough into the game to really hit our stride. Is 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 that a confidence thing, or you know, I, I, for me, it probably plays a big part. But I think something needs to be done, whether it's from the experienced heads in in the in the squad. Or from the management, something needs to be done to sort of, I don't know, make them a bit more aggressive and just get them to go out there and give it 110 percent. It's a difficult conundrum. We we need to be. We haven't got an excuse anymore about falling to the pressure from the home supporters because unfortunately they've had five games away from home <coughs> now and they, they haven't done a lot there either. So. Um, they haven't got that excuse anymore. That's gone. That's out of the window. Um, you know, they've got to turn it around, and unfortunately, it's only it's up to them to do it. And I think, in some ways, they're going to have to grit and battle for it because at the moment, nothing's coming up. Yeah, it's not. Keep your comments uh, coming in on the live feed. Get in touch if you want to have your say on your team. Right down there in the comments. Uh, get involved now. Which. Uh, Roger and Callum have done. I'll come to Roger first. Uh, he says, I did say last week that it would probably end bad. Don't want to sound negative. Could not believe the Stag played three at the back still. I suggested they go, uh, they get the defence bolstered up, i.e. Clark at right back if White not available. The defence was shocking. Uh, Callum says, the turning point on Saturday was when their first goal went in. Last season we would have been straight back on it and probably scored. We just stopped and confidence dropped. Zero goals, zero shots on target that should be uh, I presume uh, is unacceptable keep your comments uh, coming in spot on comments there as well Nick. let's talk about uh, Rogers first we expected there to be changes and maybe a tweak to for the formation as it was mm. It John Dempster stuck with the three at the back once again and I think that was uh, pretty much our downfall once again it played Shaughnessy in the back three he played alright in there in the in the in the Port Vale game even though we played in a four uh, in that game, he played alright at, at centre back. Obviously, no Pierce through illness still as well. Mm. Um, there's just not that solidity in there, is the in that uh, that strength which Mansfield needed to be able to play with that freedom in the back three. A, a back three is a fantastic formation to play when you're a team with confidence, and yeah. Mansfield don't have that to be able to play it and to be able to play it to the full advantage. We're, we're quite the opposite of a team with confidence. Um... And I know we played it last year, so you'd expect the players to be to be comfortable in it. But <coughs> you know, let's let's be honest. This, even though a lot of them are the same players, this this team as a whole, as a unit together, is 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 a, a very different from last year. Um, so I don't think that's helping. Um, the, obviously, the injury situation certainly isn't helping if he is wanting to stick with that formation. But I don't know why he's doing it because we have. We have switched it to four four two and all well or or a different variation of that. Let's say four at the back. We have switched it to that, and our better performances so far this season have been with four at the back. Absolutely, we talk. It hasn't worked every time, but no. it's been better. 
Yeah, and I think you look at those games that we, we did win, those, you know, those sort of, uh, that period where we'd started to pick up points a little bit more and, you know, that month where Dempster was actually nominated for manager of the month, let's not forget <laughs> that, that seems like a laughable thing, doesn't it, at the moment? Yeah. Uh, but that was playing that flat back four, whether it was a 4-4-2 or a 4-2-3-1, yeah. that flat back four worked and it gave us a, a, a precedence to go and push higher up the pitch, but since we've dropped back into that three for, for whatever reason, we've just struggled. And yeah. What frustrated me the most was we made a, a changing goal, which was uh, brave. Uh, in that shocked me. That yeah. was probably the most surprising factor of the whole team lineup. And we were talking about this last week and we were saying that allegedly it maybe does get the ball out a little bit quicker. And I think you could see him become more and more frustrated as the game went on because when he had the ball, he wanted to try and get his playing and get his moving in the way he does, but there were just no options for him. Can you remember what I said last week? Because we had the discussion, didn't we, on on the podcast this, this time last week or whatever it was um, it was this time last week yeah so uh, and, and obviously you were saying about putting a legend kid in there for that reason but like, the only reservation I had with that as, as, as good as a distributor we know yeah. he is I said there's, there's absolutely no point dishing the ball out fast if the players aren't going to be on the same level if they're not going to have the movement uh, and the confidence to in, in, a, in a fashion counter attack and and, and receive the ball in those areas then it's, it's pointless having the keeper doing it because all that's going to do is invite pressure onto yourselves and we saw it happen uh, several times and I'm, I don't want to blame Oleshnik for it because it's obviously what he does <coughs> and his, his instructions but at the same time you've got to assess the situation as it is and if, if it's failed a couple of times and you're throwing it out yes he was getting frustrated but don't keep doing it because yeah. it's it's not going to help. So that whether that's Alesnik making the decision, obviously we don't know whether it's him that's been told to do it or he does it or he's just trying to. I don't plan, know, yeah. but you've got to react to the situation as it happens, and it and it, and it it wasn't helping, and that's because, as I said, my concern was last week. It depends on what the players do out in front of them, and I just don't. I just knew it was going to be that situation where they wasn't going to be reacting to that. And when you think about it as well, they haven't really got used to it so far this season you know this is his first game in he's had obviously one or two uh, appearances in the cup or in the, in the reserves I think he's only had two so far all season actually reserves yeah. and, and a, um, at least played two cup, two cup games yeah the Burton game and the Port Vale game yeah and then I think was it one reserve yeah um, so they haven't actually had that much time to, to play with him and so they haven't had much time to get used to that sort of quick release of the ball and the counter-attacking sort of game so it, for me it, it, it wasn't really going to work unless they, the players really got on the same level and they didn't and that was for me a bad move and, and I just want to point out as well although I highly rate Aleshnik and yes a couple of months ago I was desperate for him to be in the team even obviously he was out injured but I would love for him to be in the team but very harsh on Conrad Logan because it, for me he's been the most informed player we've had in the yeah. last couple of months so to drop him when he's actually been playing well literally makes no sense to me. What It just doesn't give out the right message to the other players within the squad. It's an interesting game. and I think John Dempster is now literally trying every different scenario to try and you know, to mix things up a bit. It wouldn't surprise me if they end up training back at the ground a few more days, days of the week for a different uh, surrounding or changing the times. Uh, one thing they have done this week is they went they were, for the first time opening this season they were brought in on Sunday uh, where they had a, a big team meeting we'll hear, talk more about that mm. uh, in a minute or two but some I can see why he, he changed it because it, it was a change to try and freshen it up he Something made a couple yeah. of changes in that game Neil Bishop back in 
uh, as well. Obviously, Rose back on the bench, so he's got those options as well. But it, it's just something which is a little bit nitpicky, and it, it's just trying to square peg round hole at the minute. It doesn't seem doesn't yeah. seem to be working. Uh, a few more comments. Get your bell ready. Uh, Cam says we don't seem galvanised. Uh, and Roger says, uh, why do we keep playing the same superstars? There are other squad members to change it up a bit. Absolutely. Again, we made a couple of changes, as we say, on, on, on Saturday before the, the game. Uh, but again, the, the changes which we were speaking about and those who can maybe go and play higher or um, you know influence the game and impact the game weren't involved once again. It did seem almost shuffling the pack, but not really shuffling the pack if that makes sense yeah um yeah there were certain players i was certainly disappointed not to still not to really get the, <coughs> the opportunity um you know one that i've mentioned quite a lot on the podcast so sorry if i sound like a broken record but it's it's sterling james he, he did come on in the end and he didn't really make that much of an impact but i'd love to say it's going to be with... difficult to do it when it's when you're three goals down or whatever it was at that point i'd love to sit down with us dempster flickcroft uh, Evans was and was he Aaron Murray as well and just and see why what the combination of those or all those managers why he doesn't start yeah there must be something there must be whether it's a fitness thing or whatever but then he plays for his country for ninety minutes so yeah I've been surprised Strange. you know played in the he played, <coughs> played ninety minutes in the leasing yeah played so. ninety on uh, on on Tuesday was it for the reserves yeah it's the, the, the only thing I can put down I've got. No sort of background to this, or no reason to think why it would be the case. No one's ever said anything, but is it an attitude thing? That's the only yeah. reason I could think why he's out of the team. But there's never been anything anywhere to support that. Normally, you know what the rumour mill's like. If if that is the case, you normally hear something about it. So that for me is why I, I, I highly doubt that's the case. So I don't know what the situation is, but the bottom line is for me so far this season, he's probably been one of the most sort of. Uh, you know, bright sparks within the squad when they, when he's had the chance and I think he deserves it because I just think that sets an example to players that aren't in the squad to, to, to give it a go and, 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 and show why they should be in the team if they can show a bit of quality and a bit of potential and a, a bit of hope um, you know, and then get rewarded for that by, by being put in the team and given a proper chance then that obviously makes com uh, the competition for places more more competitive question uh, in the comments is he making changes to suit the fans rather than what's correct for the club uh, for me I think it's an interesting one that because obviously he's got to try and do something to try and for want of a better word galvanise us and try and you know get us back playing on, on the right field and he spoke lots of fans speak on social media or whatever about changes and who they'd like to see him mm. but I, I genuinely think if he was making the changes that the fans want to see, I think Sterling James would have, would be starting. Because I think ninety percent of the fans on social media or wherever talk about Sterling James and him not starting. So yeah, I, I I don't know where his head's at. But the change for me is not necessarily personal at the minute. It's the system. Yeah, I, I think that's got to be the first thing. But first of all, it's the system. That's that's not working. And I think there's got to be a few personal changes in there as well. But. Um, yeah, I, I like, as you say, I think there were a lot of players missing that we see, you see on social media that a lot of players, not lot of sorry, a lot of supporters want to see in there. Um, I think, like with the election change, for example, I think that one probably may have been for one for the fans or yeah. or one for trying 
something different. So I've, I've been a bit critical saying he shouldn't probably shouldn't have put him in there, but I understand why he maybe did yeah. because he wanted to change it. So um, as well yeah. as as well as Logan's played, and, and this is not firing a negative bomb towards him or supporting Bobby. It's, it's just an opinion. Mm. As well as he's played, we've not won games. Yeah, and 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 we had that record last year. <coughs> You know, you know, it could have been even a bit of superstition. You don't know what John Dempsey's gone through his head. It could be things. Yeah. You know, you know, last year we played. The defense was confident with uh, a less making goal, so you think he's he's ready now. Let me throw throw him in. So I'm not going to knock him for it. I just I, all, all I feel is a little bit harsh on on Logan with the timing. But aside from that, I'm not going to knock him for that. But it's just like you say, it's it's yes, some personnel needs to be changed as well. But most importantly, it's got to be the system. It's it's a system. Uh, and it's got to be the way it's how we're playing it's we've we're so regardless of the formation when we're in possession of the ball we are so slow with it yeah. and we are so cautious so my dad points it out a lot cause it infuriates him at the match and whenever even when we're going forward with the ball whenever we play a pass it always seems to be behind the player yeah. it's never in front and, and that's we play on the back foot rather than the front foot. Yeah, and it just seems a very cautious way of doing it, uh, and a very sort of they're trying to lower the risk take a lot. But by doing that, you're absolutely taking the um, emphasis out of the attack, and that's one of the issues that we, where we're going wrong. Because by the, if we go if we play that slow and play that cautiously, you just all you're doing is giving the opposition then the t- chance to regroup and and literally you know defend you out of the game. And, and the attacks that's why we're not creating a great deal we've got the players to play more creatively and more they can take more risks because they've got the ability there it's just whatever whether it's tactics or confidence or whatever some is not being drawn into them at the moment absolutely keep your comments uh, coming in a couple of comments on the goalkeeping situation Callum says we've got two absolutely fantastic goalkeepers and I'm sure that everyone's grateful for that but dropping Conrad when he's been our most consistent player and keep and kept us in it seems a little harsh. Uh, Joey says I agree with you there. I wasn't a great Logan fan. He was off uh, from early on, but he's played well now. Drop for Bobby, uh, Peter, Grandad Peter. I uh, hope you well. I hope the boys are well. And that goes for Simon and Charlotte as well. Uh, says uh, fans so fed up even with the Dempster out chance were half-hearted, with the exception of a couple of these players and management. I cannot see a dramatic turnaround. Sorry to sound so negative, but let's be honest, uh, the left have been woeful uh, at times. Yes, about half an hour again, for about half an hour against Charlton, we looked better, but no end product yet again. He's got a point. Uh, but I'm not doing the exact maths on it, but we have played over 270 football league minutes without scoring a goal. Mm. And to be honest, a lot of that time as well, I wouldn't even say that we've probably got over five shots on target, <laughs> let alone double figures. And to say that, 270 minutes is three games. To say that over three games, that is very, very concerning indeed. Especially when you look at the personnel we have uh, at our disposal. Uh, yeah. You know, Nicky Maynard, Andy Cook, uh, Otis Khan, Jacob Bellis. Uh, well, you know, well Maynard and, and Cook for just to take the first two names that you got they are both 20 goal a season strikers yeah but what is a, there's no point having 20 goal a, a strikers you know, goals a season strikers each if <laughs> that didn't make sense did it? you know what I mean I know there's no point having is. that if they're yeah. not going to get the right sort of service so 
Um, although, to be fair, you've got to be critical to them as well. They have had some chances and North have not taken them. So, um, there's, I think it's a, a team problem of going forward more so than necessarily individuals, if, if that makes sense. It, obviously, individuals have to take responsibility because if each one of them lifts their game, then the team will lift their game. But for me, it's more of <coughs> a, 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 a tactical or, or, or a unit way of looking at it going forward where we're going wrong absolutely uh, it's one of those things isn't it where we like like we've said many times we're just timid and I think we're afraid of making that mistake we're afraid it's almost like going back to the you know meeting the parents situation we're afraid of breaking wind we can feel it building but we don't want to let it slide and but it's, the, the odd thing is for me at the moment is that what have they got to lose you know they're losing games anyway so it's an opportunity, really, in a, in a crazy way. I know, obviously, it's a fresher environment. There's jobs on the line. Uh, obviously, Jan- January transfer window coming around the corner. And obviously, I'm sure um, Dempster spoke about that in his uh, interview as well, which, which we'll hear later. Hopefully, it's in that. Um, Possibly, yeah. Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, so, you know, I know all that's coming around, and it's this is people's livelihoods and things like that. And they, they, they have a lot on the plate. But at the same time, it's not working it's, it, whatever we're doing at the moment is not working so if you carry on doing it the likelihood it's still not going to work so you need to do something to change it so whether that is sending them out with a completely different attitude and getting them to take more risks and be more expressive uh, and ch- you know try and make things happen and which hopefully if they come off it builds their confidence a bit more uh, wh- you know whether it's tactical whether it's personnel you might, you might as well change it because at the moment it's not going well so what have you got to lose in that aspect you're losing anyway it's not jobs for the sake of jobs if you're performing in a normal nine to five below your expected targets at a consistent level which we are at the moment of not reaching those targets you are going to get your collar felt at some point you're going to be sat down you're going to be talked to you're going to you know things are, are going to be reassessed and with january just around the corner john dempster will be feeling the pressure for that but the other question is you know how much will John Radford want to put on the table for uh, for potential moves and and deals? Because again, you've got sometimes you've got to speculate to accumulate. I, I don't see us bringing three or four bodies in without one or two going out. And mm. the big question would be of the squad we've got at the moment, who would be a sellable prospect? And if they are a sellable pros- prospect. Do we re- can we really afford to lose them in the first place? I think that's the the very big question. Obviously, we won't know the answer until January comes around. Uh, but the, the one thing that sort of strikes me is that I can't see us having a a, a very big budget to play with because you, you know John Radford's column in the the, the program at the weekend sort of alluded to why you know what it would cost to. If if he was to uh, you know let go to, of John John Dempster, which yeah. uh, was a seven figure sum, or well, just you know just under that. Let's just clarify that that that's not just that's just not Dempster. No, alone. it's not his contract. That's that comes that comes with you know payments for X amount of future services clause, and then you've got to look at that repeated for your assistant manager, your backroom staff. It's mm. it's a ripple effect nowadays. It's football's changed in some respects. It's not just the manager which gets sacked. You know, ten years ago we would be talking about oh, it's just the manager going and the backroom staff always stayed the same. You remember, I can remember us from maybe two thousand and two to maybe two thousand and twelve. 
having pretty much the same backroom staff all the time. It was yeah. always, you know, Paul Holland and Ivan Ollett for X amount of years, and then all of a sudden, football has now changed, and it's not just, you know, the manager, the man in the hot seat who goes. It is, it is those and their personnel. So I think that's where the seven figure comes from. Yeah, yeah, which which obviously makes <coughs> sense. Um, so you know, it, yeah, Ralph has come out and, and been honest and, and said that's what it would cost, and obviously at the moment he's not willing for, for that to be the expense of, of letting them to go at the moment. But that also probably says to me that we probably wouldn't be looking at anything near that in the January transfer window either. Correct. So, um, you know, it's, it's and the thing is with January as well, it's, it's probably the worst window to do business. It's, if you really want to improve your squad, the, the only way you're going to really do it is by taking a, a gamble on a player that's Maybe had a few injury issues. Yeah, uh, you you've got a gamble on a player that for whatever reason has been been out, you know, been out of squads and wants to leave. Well, that could be for various reasons, and it, sometimes it could be the player's attitude. So you have yeah, to that's you have not to weigh up in the dressing room when you're in a poor as poor as that. So you need to weigh up those options as well. And the other, then the third option, the, the third way of getting players in is by spending. And I just don't think we're going to do that when we've already got a pretty. Um, you know, hefty squad when it comes to finances. So, I I think that if there's only if there's going to be any change, it's going to be players going out and and and, and then bringing some in with that money if we get anything anything for them. Yeah, really. one for one rather than two yeah, for one sort of thing. Absolutely. The key thing you mentioned there as well, it has to be the right. Got to get the business right in January. I mean, it's a horrible thing to think of, but. If you actually try and pinpoint moments where last season went wrong, it was January. Yeah, January that's transfer what, window that's when it. we we brought in a player who had been out injured for a, for a short amount of time, but had lots of potential. But with that potential, brought a sort brought it seemed a certain aura around him. Hmm. That player we all know is George Grant, who performed brilliantly for two or three games at the start, and then dropped like a stone. Yeah. Nicky Jose hmm. the same. Great promise, great promise. Um, you know, decent-ish goal-scoring record, but it didn't work. And those two or three things, you know, again, Jordan Smith in, in goal to try and replace Lesnick. Those two or three things, where on paper it looks good and it, it, it gives you that boost, don't always go well in the dressing room. And you have to be very, very careful of how you throw the stone into the water because sometimes it will skim along nicely. And others, it causes an almighty splash, and all of a sudden you're drowning. Yeah, and uh, and I think uh, another point I'd add to that as well is you've also got to be <coughs> careful of, of how much you change it as well. Because yeah. if if you're looking at, at, at large numbers, four or five players, you've then got to integrate them into the squad, and uh, and it's all well and good when you've got pre-season to do that, but when you've got January to do it, when you, you're playing games live as well, you, yeah, it's not like you've got another pre-season, another bank of games, is it? And it's not like they're coming into the most um, thriving environment either. It's you know it's going to be very negative in there. Uh, as much as they want to be positive, and they might be together as a unit. The, the bottom line is they're still losing, so confidence is going to be low. So yeah, they're coming into that environment, so it's going to be harder to bed them in. There's just going to be so many different permutations. Look at it, which it, it's just not going to be a very good environment. So if you're making large scale changes, and I say large scale, normally four or five players isn't that large, but at this time of season, I would class it as. Uh, quite large you've then got to bed them in and then is that going to be an excuse for why we're not winning games for a while and how long do, do, does it keep going on for so you, for me yes maybe one or two changes but 
subtle. It's 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 not. I still stand by. I still don't think it's necessarily the personnel, the players we've got. I think we've still got a talented squad. Yes, obviously it can be improved, but I still think it's more tactical. Definitely systems, a tactical thing for me. System thing, you know, the systems we play and our attitudes and and the way we. We try and perform. That's where I think we need to change in January, or, or, or preferably now. Absolutely. Jody says, uh, sit the squad down, ask them outright who is prepared to put in 100% effort, make team selections based on the players' answers, and bring in the youth who are at the beginning of their careers and hungry to make a impression. Is, is hungry a word now, is it? Apparently. Really <laughs> that is. wasn't even intentional. The phantom bell, <laughs> will it ring? Just knows what's on my mind, really. Absolutely. Uh, and that's one thing which, uh, sitting the squad down, that's one thing which John Dempster has done this week. Um, let's hear about that. And his uh, reflections as he delivered some home truths after Saturday's game. Very weak. We spoke about that at length on Sunday morning. I had the players in training on Sunday. There were some home truths. Some of the players spoke very well um, about our current predicament. So, yeah, we're moving forward now. I think anything in the change room needs to be kept in-house. Um, but like I said, it, it, there was a lot of honesty um, and, and some of the senior pros spoke very well. Um, I spoke honestly, as I always do. Um, and, and we'll see what kind of reaction we get this week in training. People are aware that they need to start taking responsibility. Um, there needs to be change. So um, January can't come quick enough. Um, there won't be major surgery like John Lomas mentioned uh, a week or so ago, but there will be changes. Uh, and there needs to be because we find ourselves in a very difficult predicament at the, uh, currently. Um, results haven't been good enough. Um, performances haven't been good enough and if we're going to start achieving our potential there needs to be some changes. Personnel, formation, tactics, all different tweaks that you can make to try and find that winning formula. Um, crew are a very good side. David's um, got a team of young players that have, have kind of grown up together um, and you can see when they play that they've been together for a number of years. Crew setups are very impressive one, the way they go about their business to try and sell players, but also they play very good football. So we know that there's a massive challenge coming on Saturday, but um, I'm expecting a very strong reaction. You know, our daily routine will look slightly different. Um, our week structure can be tweaked and, and may look different. We, we haven't been in... Um, on many Sundays this this season and uh, coming in on this Sunday uh, felt beneficial not only from a physical point of view but a mental point of view so there are subtle tweaks we can make um, we've changed personnel quite a lot this season because we haven't found that winning formula yet and we've also ch uh, played a number of different formations and that, that's because um, at times whatever formation we've played we haven't been good enough so you're forever searching, analysing, looking at personnel, formations. Um, but the big thing that came out from Sunday and speaking to the players, honestly, was uh, that key word of responsibility. And, and we all need to take that. Stags boss John Dempster speaking to I Follow. Stags, you can watch that info by heading across to mansfieldtown.net forward slash I Follow, where you can also see some great content on there, 
including uh, the recent visit to Kingsmill Hospital Children's Ward as well. Fantastic. Uh, away from uh, on the pitch at the moment, obviously fantastic that the players do that over the Christmas period. It's never nice to be ill over Christmas, uh, but it's even worse if you're a child and you are in a hospital. So uh, great for them uh, to do that. Go and watch that uh, and some festive spirit uh, will be in there. Hopefully, Nathan, they can find a little bit of inspiration from that as well, because I've been on, on, on that ward as in, in previous lives, in previous job roles and seen what it's like on there and spoke to some of the players as well about their thoughts and feelings and it can be a tough place mentally to be that but those kids as you see on the video will smile and, and laugh and giggle. There was a young lad last year who uh, made friends with Conrad Logan and that relationship is still going. He was a mascot a couple of months ago with, with us at Football in the Community and as soon as he saw him it was uh, fantastic and great. That mentality of being able to smile through adversity and have that innocence about them mm. is something which, all joking aside, is something which maybe needs injected into that dressing room. So it might well have been a, a prime time to, to go and make that visit. Well, hopefully, yeah. Um, you know, it's it's where you take a bit of perspective on life, isn't it? And sometimes <coughs> the, the players have got to look at it as, although it's obviously a pressured environment and it's obviously not, not easy half the time when you've, when things aren't going well and you've got three, four thousand, you know, supporters shouting abuse at you or booing or whatever, you know, letting their thoughts heard uh, as, as, it, as it happens in football across the country, not just with us. Uh, but at the same time, they're doing a job that no doubt they, they love, you know, it, what a what a sort of pleasure it, it, it is uh, to to be able to say, Playing football, play football is your job. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, and and it, it doesn't mean it's easy. You know, obviously you still have to work hard. You know, it's it's a physical job, but at the end of the day, it's a sport, and it's a sport that this nation loves. As you know, it's the most popular sport uh, across the, across the world. Never mind just in this country. So to be able to p play that and get paid to do it, it makes you realise sort of how fortunate you are to be in that situation and. Uh, you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of people out there that aren't that well off, but you just hope that the players will see that as an opportunity to go out there, do something great, which they, which which they've done and the club do every year, which is fantastic from the club as a whole. You know, they, that's what they should be doing. And it's great they do, uh, but let's hope the players can take a bit of reflection from that, sort of clear the air a little bit, clear their own minds, and 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 go into the next sort of month or whatever with a new. With, with you know a bit of an inspired attitude, yeah, it's certainly something which uh, they need at the minute because we reflect on this all the time, and also this week it's been the the launch of uh, Mind's latest campaign, which is Have Your Mates Back. You might have seen this uh, around social media. You'll have seen uh, footballers wearing the shirts back to front to, to highlight the importance of supporting your friends and being open and honest to talk about. Uh, things like depression and things like that. Depression in sport, in football in particular, is actually quite high because of the amount of pressure that is, is on players, especially when, and managers, especially when you're not performing well. Mm. Um, you know, we could all be body, re you know, body language readers and things like that and look at the interviews from the managers and, and the players and, you know, take certain things from it. But at the end of the day, it is a opportunity to, meet your friends every single day 
to play football, yes, you've got to put the hard work and effort into it to get to a certain level. You know, the, the more effort and commitment you put in, the higher up you'll play and the more you will earn, the better career you will have. But no matter what level you play at, it's a game in which it's not got a massive longevity. It's one you should cherish and enjoy, but also one in which you have to be open and honest with each other. And I think the more and more weeks and games which go on where we're not honest and open with each other maybe to the point of having to argue with each other and having to square up to each other and ask each other questions and ask questions of each other I think we need to start doing that because as soon as we do that and realise what we what we have and the goodness of what we have I think the better we will become for it we just need people to stand up and be counted and take a long hard look at themselves in the mirror and maybe stop wallowing self-pity a little bit and, and go out and enjoy it because as soon as we enjoy it and enjoy the way we play we will win games yeah. it's as simple as that it's a little bit like Dempster said in his, in his interview right at the very <coughs> beginning it, he said that the sort of moral of the story was from the, the meeting that he had was players need to take responsibility so and that that counts for so much you know it's not not just responsibility on the ball it, 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 it's looking at it in a completely different way it's a responsibility in how they train a responsibility in how they act a responsibility in in their attitude and how they see and how they how they sort of see their their role within the club yeah. and, 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 their, and their and their job really so you know maybe that maybe that does have, have to happen and and then that's one of the things they've got to work on so I just hope that the Christmas period, you know, hopefully, I don't know, hopefully they get the chance to go and do a bit of team bonding. I don't know whether they've got a Christmas party planned. And I know you probably say they don't deserve a party, but it's a time where people come together and, and they like say, spend time with, with mates and whether that's teammates or other friends or whatever. But let's just hope they sort of get a bit of positivity back into their lives with their families and, and, and together as a, as a group and can take that into the into the match day as well and, and try and turn things around a little bit absolutely interesting comment uh, from Callum we were talking earlier about the January transfer window coming up uh, as well which, uh, which Neil Bishop mentions in his uh, interview which we'll hear in a moment or so and uh, Callum says we need a leader in January don't care uh, what form that comes in just someone who can get the most out of the team whether that's a manager or a captain or a player obviously in there uh, as well and um, and that's something which we've we've lacked a little bit of in terms of on the pitch. Nobody's really stood up and, and, and be counted. I found it quite interesting the, the choice of captain on Saturday. Nathan, did you notice who uh, Sweeney, was the aunt? Yeah, yeah, Sweeney. Which is surprising. Obviously, when Pierce doesn't usually play, it's usually Benny who's the the captain. But uh, didn't take the armband. Maybe that was uh, a punishment for his woeful penalty on <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> Possibly. Um, no, I think. Uh, it, it's, from, from, in response <coughs> to sort of Callum's comment there about us needing to bring in a leader, I mean, I personally think we've got leaders within our squad as it is. Because to me, a leader at a club is is, is usually the the best ones, the ones that have been at a club for a while, yeah, and the ones that have sort of been through, yeah, the, the, the sort of consistent player that's played a lot and been around the club for a long time. And we've got we've got quite a few of the, a few of those in in Benning and, and, and Pierce and. You know, I, I, Bishop's only been a couple of seasons, but he's experienced, and yeah, and you'd, you'd see him as a leader. Uh, you know, you look at the the, the the goalkeepers; you'd probably say they've got a bit of leadership in them. There's 
we have got players within our squad that you would say are leaders, but for whatever reason, they're they're they're, they're not taking that. They're not not taking it, grasping the the opportunity to be leaders and and really uh, taking it onto the pitch. So. You know, and obviously we've been missing Pierce. He has been out for a couple of couple of uh, couple of weeks now, which um, I think is a blow. I mean, he hasn't been performing to his usual higher levels, but I still think he's the best leader we've got. Uh, so I think we are missing that a slight, you know, slight bit. But you need more than one leader on the pitch. He, he's your captain. He's he's the one that is ultimately the the main leader. But you need more than just one in a team. Yeah, you don't have to wear the armband to be to. To go and lead, the leadership comes from within, and the pride you take in your work, and the uh, the commitment you put into it, and the desire you put into it as well. One man you mentioned in there was uh, Neil Bishop, obviously the elder statesman, was back in the uh, starting lineup on Saturday. Took a blow to the head midway through the first half, and can't remember a single second of the second half. Lucky sod. Lucky, lucky sod. You nicked my line. <laughs> Here's Neil Bishop. I'd be lying if I sat here and said it's 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 anything near good enough um, from from the group as a whole. Um, I think if you look at, at a lot of players have been given their opportunity, um, and over a period of time, we all haven't been to the standards where we expect to be. Um, lads are here that last season. Um, again, I include myself in this. Could you honestly say that any of us have performed the constantly how we did last season? Probably not. Um, has anyone performed consistently to the standards where we should be at? Again, you've got to say no. There's not, look, I'm not going to come here and lie to you. I won't be doing myself justice. I won't be doing the fans justice. And that's how we're not going to be. We're not going to improve. We can't paper over the track over the cracks for an extended period of time. We've shown glimpses of what we're capable of, but that's all it's been so far. And it's been a failing from top to bottom. And and if, if we don't accept that and and look at the reasons why that's happening, we're not going to move forward. We have frank discussions. Um, again, I prefer to, just to speak for myself rather than everyone else. Um, it's easy now to point fingers and to blame individuals, but that's not going to get us anywhere. I think the time, well, it, the time is, is more than due for every one of us. have got to look at ourselves in the mirror and, and, what, and, and see what can we do better. For myself, it's been pretty frustrating because a few little niggly injuries and then a few ones, not real pulls, it's been more impact injuries, you know, so they're sort of unavoidable. Obviously, I got the massive whack on my Achilles, um, I, got, I got a dig in the back and then a little bit of tonsillitis and then obviously um, I got the bang on the head. So it's, it's sort of, re for me, I've, uh, it's been a stop start few months, you know, I don't feel I've really gotten in my stride as well, the most senior um, person in the dressing room. I've got to do better. I should be setting standards. I've got to be driving it. Um, and like I say, if I look at myself, maybe I can do that more than I have done this season. Like I say, I, 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 I could sit here and give you an opinion on everyone else, but that's not that's not my position. I think that you've got to look at yourself in the mirror. And for me personally, personally, it's not been good enough. It's not through lack of effort. I, I can say safely say that at all stages of my career, good, bad, or indifferent, I've always. I've always gone out on the pitch and gone into every training session and come off and I can't give any more physically. Uh, that's that's just who I am as a person. I'll always give my best. Um, like I say, sometimes it's good enough, sometimes it's it's not. Um, this season it's not been um, and I need to improve. And so does everyone else and, and basically that I think that's where we're at and I wish I could give you a reason why collectively we're, we are where we are because like I say, if, 
if if I'm brutally honest, um, I'm not sure anyone can put their hand up and say it. I'm, I'm not saying any, accusing anyone of lack of effort. That's not what it's about. It's a, it, it's a lack of quality, and the we're not fulfilling our potential as a group and as individuals in the minute. And you know that's that's something we we, we well it's overdue. We need to improve improve quickly, or or we're all going to be out of a job. You know, I'm sure um, January's coming, um, and I'm sure the manager's got his ideas on that. And like I say, nobody's safe. I don't care what you've done in the past. It's not going to exempt you from 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 what's going on in the future. Um, and like I say, with January coming and the summer coming, um, there's contracts, there's, there's places to play for. And like I say, no, at the minute nobody's safe because I don't think anyone's playing to their full potential. Stags midfielder Neil Bishop speaking to you. I follow Stags. You can watch that in full by heading to MansfieldTown.net forward slash I follow, where you see lots of other great content on there as well. Anybody else that disappointed that in that interview? Okay, I'm going to cast your mind back to last year. Grimsby away. He's had a stormer. He's won. Uh, Steve-O said to him, Bish, what, what's what's the key in the dressing room at the moment? You remember what his answer was? No idea. There's no dickheads in the changing room. <laughs> of course, yeah. I wish you'd have come out and... and, and said, unfortunately, there are some dickheads in the dressing room now. Fusionation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I just wish you'd have come out and said something like that to maybe create a bit of a... bit of a spark, a bit of a... Uh, a bit of a moment. It, it, I got this sense from there that he wanted to say something like that, yeah. but maybe was a little bit reserved. I mean, you can't really, can you? No, of course you know, you're not. In, in, his, in his job, he certainly couldn't come out uh, in media and, and, and lay into certain players. So, yeah, he, he knows that. Players of past have done, though. It wouldn't be a first, would it? But that's why they're the past. It's true. <laughs> There's, you know, I, I mean, saying that, it's probably near the end of his career. You'd think he probably wouldn't care as much now, but... Um, you know, I just I think he's Neil Bishop will play until he's about ninety four. That's true. Yeah. I, I'm, genuinely gonna, I'm just genuinely going to put bets on whether it'll be him or Kevin Allison who gives up the ghost first. Yeah, it's <coughs> be a tight contest, won't it? <coughs> um, but yeah, he can't be far from ninety four, can he? Sorry, Bish, if you're watching. Um, but I, you know, I, it felt like to me, it's like he wanted to uh, to say something. He yeah. wanted to get some off his chest, but obviously you can't in, in an interview like that uh, at the club but um, you know it's the bit that again strikes me a little bit is and, and Dempster said it in, in, in an interview somewhere I don't know if we've got it on uh, you know, with us today or not but you know there has been talk about the changes in January and obviously Vish said that towards the end yeah. where if people aren't pulling their weight you know, they could be gone and the, the concerning thing for me is I'm, I'm wondering how many already want to go yeah. Never mind John, John Dempster to make a decision saying you're going to go. I'm wondering how many of them want to jump ship and and leave. So yeah. that's one problem that we're going to face is who are we going to be able to... You know, is it our decision to let them go or is it the players' decision? Because, let me, you know, let's be honest, some of them are probably thinking it's not a great place to be at the moment. It's not a great place no. for playing football at the moment, unfortunately. And that so. creates a negative atmosphere in itself because you will have... I don't care what anybody says... In every business, in every workforce, in every squad, whilst you are as, as one a collective, within that collective there are little cliques which make up that bigger circle. And one play, you know, if one player within your clique becomes disheartened or frustrated and says one thing behind another's back, that bubbles and so, slowly starts to simmer and eventually mm. will reach uh, a point where it has a, a, a crack into the fabric of the egg and that's something which we have to be very very careful over I was just thinking in there though 
we talk about a change in tactics and the mentality and we were saying about being inspired by the kids on the hospital ward as well. You know what else we need during the game? We need something not serious to happen, but we need an incident. One of the moments where all of a sudden, maybe it's a bad tackle or whatever, everyone rushes together as a bit of a scrap, a bit of pushing and shoving, gets the blood pumping, yeah. gets that adrenaline going, and then go go into play on the front foot and, and harness that. Because we, we, that can work wonders. In some ways, we, we need a, a local derby, <coughs> don't we? We need a, oh, a game yeah. that really means something. Yeah. Uh, to, yeah to, but in order to get that, we've got to get relegated. Yeah. So, so let's. So we just no. Uh, you know, unfortunately, we, we can't get them in the club. That would, yeah. Was, uh, you know, that'd have been the only way. Can, can we arrange a pre-season non-friendly? Well, a mid-season non-friendly. When we were in the darken days in pre-season, we did play Notts County when they yeah. were League One. You're not reminded. That's pretty embarrassing. But um, you know, it's how the tables have turned. Can we just? Uh, all right. I don't know. Can we just throw in a some sort of weird fixture? That's great. Let's recreate, I don't know, a, a, a cup of a of its own, the Nottinghamshire Derbyshire Cup, where we go up against Chesterfield and uh, make it a first-team fixture so we can go out, go in there and, uh, and and sort of build it up, build it up to be massive and, yeah. and, and get the players... The game to end all games. Get one of their players to come in and crunch <coughs> the bar so then we, we back up our own players and yeah. have a bit of a, a, a scuffle. Obviously, uh, That's what we want. Not, not, not saying uh, violence in football is a good thing, but we need something like that yeah, yeah. to bring the... The squad together, something to bring a bit of togetherness with them. Because I mean, I, I'm not saying that they're they're not together. You know, we don't know. We, there's no evidence to say that uh, they're, they're turning against each other. I'm not saying that for one minute. But you just need something to to strengthen that that unit and togetherness, and hopefully just something. We need something to kickstart a season. But yeah, the, the problem is we shouldn't be sat here saying that in December. We should no. we shouldn't be at this stage saying we need something to kickstart our season because we're halfway. We, we're pretty much halfway through now. Absolutely, and that's the issue. Uh, we, we, we spoke, we spoke about leadership, and I still stand by. A lot of that has to come from the sidelines, and so far this season, unfortunately, I don't think we've seen enough of that either. We, uh, we definitely haven't, and uh, that's another concerning thing uh, to think about. Let's uh, talk about more positive news this week, though, because uh, the reserves, whilst we might not have scored a goal. In uh, the league for the last 270 plus minutes, the reserves managed it. They got two uh, on uh, Tuesday. Was it Tuesday? I think it was Tuesday yeah, or Wednesday. Tuesday, one of those. Um, against uh, Scunthorpe in uh, one of their games. Quite a few uh, senior players getting some minutes. Pierce got 63 minutes. Uh, Amari, uh, Tomlinson, Alex Smith, and Otis Carnell got 90 minutes apiece. And a name who you may not remember Craig Davis. <laughs> Got himself 78 minutes of action and a goal. Yeah, it's it's nice to have him back. To be fair, um, <coughs> you know, he, I, he speaks very well in his interviews, as you'll probably hear in a minute. Yep. That's uh, where I was going with it. Well yeah, done. Very good. Uh, so you know, he speaks very well in his interviews, and he, he's been one that sort of been. He, he, he uses Twitter quite a lot for those that follow him on there, and he, he's quite a supportive guy. He comes across Absolutely, like that, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, I. I just think he's a player that has consistently played at higher levels, you know, all his career, uh, and I don't, I just don't think we've had an opportunity to see what he's really, uh, really got. You know, we we only saw a handful of appearances last season, uh, where where he looked half decent, uh, but you know, he, he never really had the opportunity to really, you know, get a good consistent run of games together because obviously he got his injury. So, I think it would be a, another big. A big player to come back. That'll be like you know a new signing for us, really. Especially when 
uh, we're already facing a few few injury issues um, too. So I know obviously Rose has you know just come back as well, which is another bonus. So it's a different player that we can throw into the mix, and I think that's good. You know, we need the competition for places, so I'm, I'm delighted to see him get some minutes and get a goal. Absolutely. Well, let's hear from him then. It's been a while since uh, we've we've heard from him. Let's get his thoughts on what's probably been the most frustrating year of his career, maybe even his life so far. Here's Craig Davis speaking after that reserve team victory, after getting himself a goal and some vital minutes back in the tank. Don't get too excited though, because he's still a long way to go before he's back in the first team. Here's Craig Davis. It's been a year to the day today that I turned around and I went in and I seen the physio and I seen um, the gaffer at the time and said like, listen, I, I need to pull out because I was in too much pain. So a full year circle round to today and it was nice to get my first start for the reserves. Obviously the last one was a little bit more of a, a cameo because I hadn't trained as much as well. So I've been training consistently the last couple of weeks. So it was nice to get a start under my belt. The last year has been, it's been crazy, but um, you know, I've never spent more than, I think the longest time I was injured before this was probably three months. So, and I used to think that was long. So this has been a real struggle, but it's nice being back out training every day and being around the boys and just, I take it, I'm taking it day by day, you know, just trying to get that little bit better every day in training, just get that little bit more sharper and, you know, hopefully come the right time I'll be back in, back involved with the, the first team. It's been um, a roller coaster, you know, physically and emotionally. Um, sometimes people don't realise unless they've been in that situation themselves because, I mean, like I said, I've never been out longer than three months. So to think about the, the amount of time that I've actually not played football, I've never not played football for that long since I was probably seven or eight. You know, I've always played football. So to be out for a year and not being able to do something that I, I want to do, it, it was hard. But it was a testing time. But I'm coming through the other end, so I'm happy with that. Striker Craig Davis speaking after that reserve team victory in which he got uh, 78 minutes under his belt and a goal as well. Great to see him back. Uh, after a year out uh, of uh, the picture. Maybe another couple of reserve games and he'll be back in the fold. Although it wouldn't surprise me if he's trained well to see his name potentially on the bench uh, on Saturday. Just to get him back in the matchday squad. Not suggesting using him uh, at, at any point. But that getting him back in the squad, whether he's going to get used or not, sometimes that has a lift in itself as well for the boys, doesn't it? Potentially. I mean, I wouldn't do that personally. I, I, that for me is... a it's a risk. Uh, it's, it's a risk and possibly a waste of a substitute yeah. as well if you've got other players in that position that are fit. You know, the likes of, of Jimmy Knowles and, and Danny Rose, you know, it would be harsh to, to drop either of those just for, a, for, for an injured player who's not going to feature. Uh, you know, in the day, he's around the dressing room now. He said so himself there. It's, he's nice to be back in training. So, you know, hopefully he can still have that lift anyway. Uh, you know, even if he's not physically on the bench. Uh, and, a, and, and you know the match day squad, he can still be there. So, you know, it, obviously not on the bench, but as in still around the players. So, you know, I think that would be harsh to put him on the bench if you know he's not going to feature. <coughs> um, so, I wouldn't personally do that. But, but either way, it's, it's, a, it's a positive anyway for for you know for the for the squad as a whole. Absolutely right. It's that time of the night again. Time to open uh, the wallet and get the uh, pound coinage mm -hmm. out. It is time for the pound prediction game. If you don't know how this works by now, why? We tell you every week. Uh, each week, myself, Nathan and Cam, who is not here for the fourth week in a row, uh, all predict the outcome of the game. We have to get it 
on the nail uh, to get the point, which is why me and Nathan have only got a point each this week. Last week we went for the the same score, so if it had been a two or draw, we'd still be on the same. Still be on the same two two. Well, yeah. What's quite shocking is that we've done so many more entries than than Cam, and he's still only one behind us. That's a worry. Like we can put it up. We're gonna have to change the rules on this. We have to stitch him up because we can put in all this money, and at the end of the season, like he could get the last two games right. yeah, take it all. Scooping and take it all. He's not putting any, hardly anything in. Shocking. Disgraceful, isn't it? Disgraceful. Right, let's have your pound then. Let's, uh, let's see your prediction. Thank you very much. That is going to get... I nearly put it in the wrong mug then. <laughs> uh, I'll, let's get the right mug out. Here is the pound prediction. I'll tip it that way. You can see some uh, some nice notes in there now. Certainly sounding a lot more a lot more full. Oh, there's a couple of tenors in here and everything. I'll keep hold of them. Uh, no, put it back. In, put them back in the mug. <laughs> put it back in the mug. Be back in the mug. It's all good. Uh, right then, your prediction for tomorrow away to playoff chasing, promotion chasing, crew Alexandra, please. Um, I'm not very confident, unfortunately. Am I writing down an L at the start? Yes, of this? you might as well write yeah. that in now because uh, that's certainly what I'm going to go for. Uh, from what I've gathered so far this season, they're probably the, one of the strongest sides a lot of teams have played. Uh, and they play very good football, so uh, that that is quite concerning for the way out we, we defend at the moment. So um, it's just a matter of how many goals do I think they'll score. <coughs> I don't think we'll get any. Jesus. Unfortunately, I don't think we'll score one. I'll be, I'll, I'll take a, a shot on target at the moment, but uh, all right, I'll I'll two nil. Two nil defeat. Yeah. Right. And that's sit, optimism. Sit, sit down. <sighs> Prepare yourselves for this. My predictions so far. We're now on the what thirteenth of December. My predictions so far this season have all been wins and draws. <laughs> I'm breaking my tradition. I don't fancy us tomorrow whatsoever. Do not fancy us. Um, I am going to go for a two. One defeat. Um, I think we might break the duck of scoring. I think Crew are just goal. Uh, possibly. <laughs> uh, I think Crew are just too much of a good side. I don't think there's enough about us at the minute. I don't see it getting any better. But as always, when I say something negative, I hate saying things negative. I'm not a negative person. As always, make me eat my words. I will be absolutely delirious if we're sitting here next Thursday. Yes, we're going to be back on a Thursday next week. For the oh, Christmas... I'm busy. What? I'm not really. <laughs> Punch you in the face. Uh, I will be delirious if we are here next Thursday and we have won and I've been made to eat my put words it, with this. Put it this way, as well, if we win and it's the first time you've put a loss, you're putting us to lose for every game of the season. I will happily do that. Change I'm, your fortune. I will happily do that. And in talking in talk of change, I put my change... In the pot as well. There you go. It's, it's, it is in. Uh, Callum's uh, rescued us though. He's been positive. He says, I'll be positive. 2 1 to the Stags. Uh, very two times, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, unfortunately, you can't play the game though. Uh, very, very quickly. Um, who would you like? Give me three players you want to see start uh, tomorrow Otis Garn, Sterling James, yeah. James Clark. And a formation 4 3 2 1. Okay, 4-3-2-1. No, 4-2-3-1. 4-2-3-1. 4-2-3-1. I'm going to go with James Clark, um, Christian Pierce. It's going to play if he's played minutes in the reserves. And Danny Rose. 
and I'm going to go for same formation as you, four-two-three-one. Yeah, I think it's time to freshen it up as much as we can and try and go for it because we have to. Something has to be the turning point. It's one of those games where you probably you'd, you'd expect them to go a bit more defensive, <coughs> but. Problem is, we're probably going to lose if we go defensive anyway, so you might as well go out there to try and win it. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, I know we and Nathan have both been uh, negative in terms of our predictions today. That's just us trying to win points in the game to try and win some cash and have a laugh at the end of the season. We both, deep down within our hearts, want the Stags to go out Obviously, and win. Obviously, yeah. 100%. Please prove, please, please, please prove us wrong. The season hasn't been what we've hoped for it so far doesn't mean that there's not time to turn it around it looks very very bleak at the minute of course it does but like we said earlier the the chance and the opportunity lies within the dressing room it lies within the players John Dempster and his, his management team could only pick uh, a squad and only do so much before that whistle blows and before they step over that white line to the players you have been out into the community this week and seen you know those children who in hospital and more than likely going to be in hospital over Christmas they have the strength and they have the courage to put a smile on their face every single day and face adversity and go out and enjoy a, a, a relatively carefree life take that attitude into your football go and play on the front foot go and play with the energy and the creativity that we know we know is in that dressing room and you know it's in that dressing room as well go and give it a go because that's all we're asking at the moment for 30 minutes in that game uh, against Cheltenham, you gave it a go. The fans got behind you. It was a positive atmosphere for once. It really was. It sounded great. We were behind you. And it, it seemed on, on that level. We just needed that extra 10% from you guys to go, and, to go and do it. I dare say tomorrow it will be the absolute same again. The fans will inevitably back you and get behind you as much as they can down that side at Crew. It's a tough place to go. It's close to the close to the pitch they're a young squad go out and enjoy it go and play with that freedom go and play with that energy that we know is in there and come back next week <coughs> excuse me with a victory under your belts because that's all we want in a minute get a win one win one goal one win because that then has a domino effect hopefully over the Christmas period we can do it can't we? I hope so we can do it you can do it. We know you can do it. Go and prove that you can do it. And make me and Nathan eat our predictions. Make us eat it along with Christmas cake. You want cake next week? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cake corner, please, for next Thursday. Just making that note. Just making that note too. Uh, that's all good fun. Uh, thanks very much for watching. He's Nathan Edge. I'm Craig Priest. Thank you very much for getting involved in the live feed. You can join us next Thursday at 6.30 on the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because man, still matters. It does. Go out and prove it, Stags players. Let's get a victory on the road to crew tomorrow. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. See you next Thursday at 6.30. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.